This is Dylan Radigan again in Hong Kong with part two of our exploration uh, of what have been record protests, literally three million people at one point, uh, almost half the city of Hong Kong uh, in the streets uh, for the protests. And uh, with us now is Edith Learn, uh, who is uh, among the literally millions of women protesters, uh, more than a third of the protesters are women, which is typically unusual to have such a huge female population active in the streets on the front lines of the protests. And Edith uh, is also a member of the incoming class of recently elected pro-democracy politicians here in Hong Kong. uh, Quite an accomplishment at 29, Edith. Hi, nice to meet you, yes. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) Um, I'm not, I was not saying uh, this is an accomplishment. Understood. It it is uh, obviously not. Yeah, it is. uh, More uh, more than that, I should say. Mm, It's an opportunity given by the Hong Kong people. So they fought for us. Of course, uh, uh, the fault behind, there is a uh, political demand behind. What are your political demands as a representative now? Mm. So, um, I think the most important thing of, uh, among all the demands, it is the fight for justice. So we have been uh, through the half year of the protest and so many people getting hurt because of uh, police brutality. So we fight for uh, justice. Of course, uh, we want a, a, the bigger aim, it will be fighting for democracy and freedom, but most importantly, justice. Do you believe that that can be achieved through political means, through uh, uh, elected office like the one that you've just uh, achieved? Um, I would say um, there are a lot of things we need to do. And, you know, being elected and, and election is one of them. And so uh, how we can achieve justice is by a lot of you know, means to do that. So first of all, of course, we call for a demand that we want an investigation team to, we want a team to investigate in all these uh, uh, in events, uh, an investigation uh, inquiry into police brutality. So we think that at least if a team is set up you know, for independent uh, investigation, at least we can know what happened in Hong Kong. And then perhaps we can get all this um, you know, evidence onto the court. And We're receiving our jasmine tea. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. You can carry on as well. Mm. Um, why, is it, why do you believe there is such a significant female presence mm. and female voice mm. in this particular movement? So, um, first of all, uh, there are a big part of the police brutality, the complaints about police, police brutality, is about, uh, you know, cases about raping and also, you know, um, some sexual abuses during the uh, police, uh, the process. Um, and so we did those events bring more women into the streets after that was first reported yes, exactly exactly so a lot um 
I think except uh, after eight one one, you know, a female protester have her eye got hurt. You know, the I read about this. Yes, significant uh, a gesture about her her right eye. A lot of people notice that a lot of uh, female protesters are on the front line. I mean, uh, at least I, as far as I remember, one third of the uh, protesters being arrested are female. Uh, female. So uh, a lot of uh, female protesters go to the front line. You know, be involved very actively. And I will say, I, I see a lot of my friends. They are on the front line as well. They are beaten by the police, and I see all the bruises on their all over their body. So I know that these things are happening, and female protesters have a big role in this, uh, yeah, in in this movement. Why do you think that the the what what is the most significant thing mm. about having a movement that is? The largest in the world right now. The world is is their protests globally, as you know. Beirut, La Paz, Bolivia, Barcelona, Spain, Paris. The largest protests on earth are here in Hong Kong by by both by absolute numbers and by percentage of residents. Almost half of the city of Hong Kong sometimes is out in the streets. And to your point, that is largely driven by a female energy. Yes. Uh, um. I would not say it's by you know I would uh, I would not say it is a it is a gender issue. But you know, a female in in general, it gives a lot of empathy to people, especially you know when a girl got hurt and you know seriously uh, seriously hurt, and it you know it. Uh, a lot of sympathy has been immersed, and uh, this is the reason why so many people coming out. And I think that uh, and also the. Uh, some people think that you know going onto the streets, you know all kinds of violence. Uh, the general stereotype is that there are all men, but it's not true. Uh, it, there are a lot of women in this protest. Hmm. How do you think this ends? You mean the whole movement, right? The whole thing. Um, of course, you know, I would say, you know, when the five demands met and then the movement will end. But uh, to be honest, we think that uh, it is a bit hard to do so. If it is so difficult, so how we can go on with this movement? Uh, for my thinking is that so uh, after the district council election, a lot of people being elected in the, in the uh, offices, and then we can start to think how we can, you know, rebuild all the rules and regulations in, in the society. For example, well, some protesters have, uh, have uh, a new term, that is the yellow economy. You know, the yellow economy, you know, we have the blue side and the yellow side. Mm-hmm. And the yellow economy means that uh, we have to build an economy that, uh, uh, and also an ecosystem that includes all the yellows. You know, we have to exclude the blues. So ex- educate, uh, educate me as an American and, mm-hmm. and, our, and other, our listeners as an American, what's the difference between a yellow and a blue? Okay, yellow means the, those who support the protesters. And the blues, you know, are those probation camp and all those uh, anti the protesters who are against the protesters. So we think that uh, uh, there is a example that is we have, a, we have developed an app you know, uh, initiated by protesters, uh, the, an app that 
that can filter out all the blue restaurants. We can only, you know, filter the yellow restaurants that we can, uh, you know, go and. So, so spend. the so the next evolution of mm. the social movement is to drive your personal spending towards Hong Kong businesses that are supportive of your political. Views. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it is working. It is working. Uh, we What see, does that mean, working? What is define working? For example, you know, uh, some of the blue restaurants, so-called blue restaurants, have 60% percent of their business dropped. So you know, people when when the businesses find that okay, people do not support us, they will change. They will change their mind, and you know, they will be from blue, they will turn to yellow. Uh, no matter you know, it's true hearted or not. So we can you know, uh, by this way, we can you know, strengthen our camp, and yeah, and develop an ecosystem that only include us. Uh, and we can you know, by in the district offices, it's just not only about you know, uh, uh, district office. There are a lot of money going to. The provision came through these offices in the past, so we can, you know, cut off all the all the uh, spendings and uh, money, you know, uh, uh, that. Uh, that is from the government to the provision camp, and they can go go over all our ecosystem. And this is the uh, my thinking that how we can go on with this revolution uh, without a lot of violence. Which brings me to my next question. Yes. How do you sustain the level of pressure and the size of the protests? While maintaining a culture of nonviolence, mm, it is a hard question. You know, how can we, um, you know, uh, to keep the momentum, keeping on, um, maintain uh, a high energy yes. without transitioning to violence. Yes, it is very hard. But uh, at least I think that there is a transition after the district council election, and also after the uh, poly U and. The CU uh, incident. So, um, you know, uh, after all the climax, I would say, you know, the free with the siege at the universities and then the success in the election. You're saying yes, the free things in in have relieved some of the stress, the pressure for violence. Yes, I would say yes. And um, after the some of the pressure have released, and then uh, people starting to thinking, okay, uh, shall we go on with violence? You know. Uh, violence means you know, I, we think that of course it is useful in some in some ends, but uh, it also in, uh, means that there is a lot of sacrifice, you know, from our our camp. You know, people have to go to jail, and so how can we minimize our sacrifice? Uh, it is by uh, what I'm what I'm saying that you know to uh, develop all the uh, new rules. In uh, that is um, that can help us to uh, to strengthen our camp, and also uh, we have a lot of peaceful protests starting, you know, from starting from the eighth of um, December. You know, a peaceful protest is so rare that in so many months, but you know, in uh, in the on eighth of December there is a first. Truly peaceful protest, which is an incredible accomplishment. Yes, um, and then well, how does that? How do you coordinate that energy? You know, I mean, there have been some uh, viral videos that have been seen globally, where 
it's literally you know tens of thousands of people, if not more, in in a given street, and then an ambulance will need to get through to help somebody, and literally everybody will get out of the way. Yes, I'm sure you've seen the video. Yes. And everybody will come back in. How do you explain how well coordinated and and yet fluid? The, the protesters have been considering how big the groups are. How big the groups are? I mean, I mean, three million people were in the street at one point, right? Yeah, oh, I would say perhaps two million. Two million. Yeah, two million. That's a lot of people. Mm. Mm. I won't say they are groups of people. You know, they okay. just come out. You know, no matter the age, they what the age they are. You know, some of my. Um, photos. So I, I met my I met my photos on the yes. street. <laughs> yeah, because I worked in the district for a long time, two okay. years. Yeah, and then I, I met some of my photos on the street. They were like 70 years or 80 years old. Okay. And even 90 years old. I saw them on the street. So I would not say, okay, perhaps uh, uh, the young people, uh, uh, perhaps they are the most active ones. Yes. But all the Hong Kong people, who, no matter who they are and what age they are, and they 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 involved in this movement in some ways. Perhaps, uh, for example, families who parents they 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 give money to you know they they uh, can they can donate, and some of the younger active ones they go to the front line, and some of the perhaps they um, in the middle age they go to peaceful processes. You know, people just they coordinate in their way. And people are, uh, the most important thing, they are faceless and nameless. Mm. Why is that so important? Because there is no one single leader in this movement. And then, you know, without a leader, people know what they, what, what they can contribute. And they, there won't be separation because of uh, disputes between us. Uh, and it, it, this is the most important thing. You know, without a leader, we can also run very well. <laughs> yeah. and How do you do that? This is a very good question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think I think this comes to you know uh, this is an experience from history, experience from uh, 2014, and we had a failure. You know, I would say failure mm-hmm. after the umbrella movement, and we know that why we failed because we have separation of camps. You know, people just have so many disputes. Different factions. Yes, different fractions, and and you know, uh, at the end of the day, we. It turns out without you know getting nothing. So we think that you know the history cannot repeat again. We have to we have to be so uh, we have solidarity and we have to go together and achieve all the things. You know we have failed in the past, so we cannot fail this time. This is the most important thinking across. Why the- is it so important that you don't fail this time? What's at stake? Mm, because we think that this is the last chance. <laughs> last chance for what? Last chance for Hong Kong to fight for real democracy, real freedom, and real justice. Mm. Why do you think this is the last chance? Because we cannot afford too many times. We, if we fail once, you know, we fail a lot of times. You know, it, uh, our fight for justice, you know, it's from like 30 years ago, and we have nothing now. We have, we get nothing from China, and so we think that okay, this time we all in, we all in, all in our power, man and all in our sacrifices. So we have, we have no more chance anymore. Hmm. So we have to, you know, put all the energy in it and, you know, achieve the final success. Would, what does final success look like? Good question. So first, um, justice for uh, 
everyone. For the treatment of the protesters. Yes. Not not only you know we have to we have to know the truth. For example, one uh, one of our students died in in uh, uh, in one of the protests, but you know the truth is not un, uh, is unrevealed. So we we want truth on things. We want justice for people who get hurt by the po- po- uh, through police brutality. We want to know who did this, and we have to you know put them to the court. Yeah, you ha- we are under trial. Yes. What else does success look like beyond the protests? Of course, uh, real democracy. Real democracy is what we fight for. Does that mean sovereignty from China? Um, or does that mean a simple a, a separation, a continuation of hmm. one country, two systems? I would say um, a, a true one country, two systems. Perhaps this is what we want. But if, you know, one country, two systems... Is uh, will not will will not be true, you know. Under China, per- perhaps we can think another, you know. We can think for independence or or other options. Of course, independence is only a, a alternative or an option. So we 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 consider all options. But what we fight for is that we want a um, real democracy that we can vote for our leaders, vote for you know a real. Um, legislative council that can represent us, but not you know so have so many function uh, seats. Why is what you are doing right now today in Hong Kong mm. significant for the rest of the world? Why should the rest of the world support you, mm. or even seek to understand you, or care about what's happening here? I think two things. For, so first of all, we, you know, the revolution is a is an example, you know, for all over the world to, you know, take a take a look at. Uh, I would not say learn, but you know, at least you know, we some of the models they. Uh, the protesters from all over the world, they copy, they copy and... The techniques the that techniques, you're actually using yes. to express mm. dissatisfaction you think are can be helpful to the rest of the world. Yes, to, to you know, uh, as an example to the world. And then... This is the whole be water pre- principles that you talk about. Is that what you're referring to? Be water is one of the, you know, just one of the tactics. But uh, there are a lot of other things else. Like, you know, uh, to go into the airport... For example, and also, you know, the peace roll and perhaps a little bit violence, you know, the mix of use of these uh, techniques and, and also a lot of things else. And uh, So one, there's lessons to be learned about effective social uh, yes. protest. Mm-hmm. Two? The two, it is a warning to the world that China is growing and, you know, a, you know, a autocratic country like China, you know, the Communist Party being so large and being so, uh, such a, you know, populated country, you know, growing up, it is a threat to the world. So it's kind of, you know, first of all, the most, um, uh, the most affected place is Taiwan. So Taiwan, you know, taking a look at Hong Kong, they know that, you know, being so close to China will, uh, will cause, you know, they, they will, it will be a threat to them. You know, a threat to their democracy and their uh, system, and also it will—it is a warning to the world that you know China, even they cannot manage a democratic—they cannot manage a place that uh, that is not uh, that can include a lot of voices and opinions. You know, China uh, growing so large, they. 
to the world. You know, they, um, it will be a threat to democracy in a whole. Mm. Edith, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You can have, please enjoy your jasmine tea. <laughs> Thank you. What, which district do you represent? I represent um, Kun Tong Central. So is it? How many people is that? Each constituency accounts for uh, a fifteen thousand people. A small constituency. Mm-hmm. So, but my constituency is inside uh, Kowloon East. And how many mm. of your colleagues were elected who agree with your political views in this election? Um, in Kuntong alone, and in Kuntong, it is the worst district in Hong Kong already, but we have also uh, 28 out of uh, 40 seats. Um, so almost two-thirds. Yes. Um, it or is almost worst, three-quarters. Yeah, it is the worst district among Hong Kong. W- worst meaning it's the lowest... Yeah. Representative. So you're yes. saying, so you're saying other districts have at least two thirds yes. that agree with you. Exactly. So there's there's a significant majority, mm. both in the streets of Hong Kong, but also now politically in the representation of the district council, in favor of the agenda that you represent. Is that true? Yes. And uh, the district council election is not only is not only uh, electing a district councillor, but it is a it is a referendum, I would say. It is a referendum, you know, between the free world, <laughs> you know, supporting the democracy and, you know, not supporting democracy. Um, so, uh, finally, we, we, we see that, you know, 80, we, the pandemics get more than 80% of the seats, like 85%. Mm. So, we know that Hong Kong people support democracy and we want it. And it is a result, you know, from the uh, district council election. And do you believe your success politically in Hong Kong is having an impact in places like Taiwan, or for that matter, in places like Myanmar, which right now is going through its own political struggles? Uh, Is your success affecting the region? I think it is a... um, I would say yes for Taiwan, especially you know the Taiwan people come over Hong Kong and saying that you know we we notice what happening in Hong Kong, and we will go to vote you know for you know to to protect our own independence and uh, democracy, and for other places in the world at least for Hong Kong it is an example to learn from, and at least uh, you know uh, it is a very big um, uh, I would say. Uh, a um, uh, a lesson for them that you know you can fight from you know losing to winning. Yeah, we can. That past failures or don't mean that you can that you cannot rise again. Yes, I would say that uh, you know they, you can change your fate. You know by you know by by yourself, and this is the most important lesson for the people from all over the world. So, did you grow up in Hong Kong? Yes, I grew up in Hong Kong. I uh, I was born in here, and now I'm 29 years old. And how did you become part of this movement, let alone a, a political representative in this movement? Um, I would say uh, I joined, or I was interested in in all the politics and you know being active in the democ- uh, in the pandemics for a long time. So, 
my interest comes from. There's a story behind. That's when, when since I was six years old. So one one day, uh, so our principal of the school asked, "Okay, do you know uh, uh, what date is this? Is today?" And nobody knows. And and she said, "Okay, if you don't know what day is it, go ask your parents." So I I did go ask my parents, and that is June fourth. And that is June 4th, yeah. Of course, like uh, six years after June 4th, seven years, and and so my parents, uh, after after I asked them, uh, what's about today, and, and why is June 4th significant? You asked them. Yes, and and they actually get a lot of news clippings from the you know from 1989 uh, and all all the videotapes, and they show the young me that. What's happening on that day, and that is very shocking to me. You know, since uh, even though I was only six years old, but I I, I remember a lot. And you're referring yeah. to the events at Tiananmen Square. Yes, the Tiananmen Square. And so you're saying exactly. when you were six mm. years old, mm. your parents showed you the old video clips. Yes, uh, and, and explained news. to you and showed you the news clippings. Yes, uh, from the events at Tiananmen Square when you were six years old. Yes. And what did you think when you saw that? You know, my parents. You know, they save all the things for for me, but you know. When when it is uh, 1989, I, I I was not yet born. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So um, after after I'm six, yeah. Uh, after that, you know, I I noticed that you know there are a lot of injustice in the world. So I was very interested in you know reading newspapers and everything. So um, in in uh, junior in like primary school, I already you know set up a club that. Uh, uh, you discuss <laughs> uh, news and politics with my classmates. So I joined the student unions later on, and and after that I I joined a television station, a, a TV station in Hong Kong. You know to work for a while, but you know after a few years I think that perhaps I I, I shouldn't work for a TV station. I should you know go into politics because that that is what I what I want, what what I want to do, and so I joined the Democratic Party like uh, a few years ago. And started to work in uh, work in the districts in Hong Kong. So why I work in districts? Because uh, you know, in Hong Kong, district council is the is the lowest uh, you know barrier in the. So it's, it's it is the street the entry, level representative. Yeah, it is the entry level of politics. So we have to go for district council elections, and that's the reason why I I go run for it, and then. Um, so my, of course, my ultimate aim is not being a counselor or whatever. But I, at least, I think that you know, fighting for justice. Of course, I would say perhaps I, I it is a bit superficial to say that, but at least it is my my dream, you know, to to get justice for people that that under so many. Um, and for you, that originates when you were six years old. Yeah, it was from six years old. It's true. It's not a story that originated. <laughs> you know, it's a good legend. Yeah, this but it's not... also true in your case. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's true. You know, all the news clippings are still here. So, like uh, a few a few months ago, I just find you know I just get back my all, all the news clippings. You know, are you afraid what's happening in Hong Kong could become more similar to Tiananmen Square? Yes, I always think so. The I think the date that most you know the closest to uh, to Tiananmen Square is June twelfth. You're saying where it was the most violent was June twelfth. I will not say violent, but at this, that is a transition point. So there are a lot of so so many um, uh, 
uh, tear gas,、uh, so many bullets, you know, flying over, and I could see、um, the、uh, some of the people that is not wearing. Police uniforms, but I think that perhaps they are from China. You know, to you know, they stand over the rooftops and、mm-hmm. and you know, taking a lot, taking a look at the at the situation. And I saw them, and you know, if if China thinks that okay, perhaps it's time you know for the the 解放军 the 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 army to to intervene, and that is the end of Hong Kong. So I I I have a lot of fear over that, but. Now, Don't you think China、mm-hmm. doesn't want to end Hong Kong? Hong Kong is valuable to China. Yes, I would say Hong Kong is valuable to China. Of course, in a few areas. First,、um, uh, Hong Kong is a you know it is an important place for a market for China to to raise capital. You know, for all the big companies in 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 China,、uh, you see Alibaba is going. To you know, to、uh, open public to you know, to go to into market in Hong Kong,、mm-hmm. and also、um, there are a lot of um, uh, the import of capital、uh, from all over the world. They all through Hong Kong. Like、I've, as far as I remember, like seventy percent of the capital from uh, uh, from the world into China is from Hong Kong. It's through Hong Kong. So、um, it's a It's a golden chick that lays egg. <laughs> It's the goose that laid the golden yeah, egg. Yeah, that's what you're saying. But I, I like your version. The golden chick can also lay an egg, and they, you know, and they can also be golden. So,、yes. and so you don't want to kill the golden goose. Yes, yes, yes.、Um, that's that's a that's a valuable to China, and also, of course, you know, a lot of the Chinese officials they have they have stick in Hong Kong. They have a lot of. Uh, Xi Jinping, <laughs> he has a he has a lot of uh, uh, properties. Of real in estate、Kong. and investment yeah, in Hong Kong. Yes, and so also if they,、uh, if the senior officials from the Communist Party, they have to flee for for whatever for whatever reason. Yeah, they first they they come to Hong Kong and and they go to other places. Yeah, and so this is Hong Kong is a safe place and and a golden place for them. And this is why they don't ru- they want they don't want to ruin it.、Mm. Edith, it's a privilege to sit with you、uh, tonight here in Hong Kong.、Mm, thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you.、Mm.